Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. I'm Alan Thomas, and today I have Courtney Morris with me, co-founder of Artifacts. How you doing, Courtney? I'm doing very well. Nice to talk to you today. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, let's get right into it. Tell us about Artifacts. Who are you and what do you do? Well, uh, there's five of us who co-founded Artifacts, and we're kind of uh, veterans in the broader information and analytics space. We spent a lot of time at Thomson Reuters, where we had all worked together at some point. And we had identified during that time, you know, some issues uh, in the scholarly communication space. So publishing and the publishing process. These are, you know, relatively well known in the industry from reputation and recognition, research integrity, you know, peer review, reproducibility, uh, you know, length of time, things like that. And uh, because we had also worked with Gene Garfield, who is uh, considered the kind of the father, the godfather of bibliometrics, um, we had a certain appreciation for citations and how researchers use citation, citations as the currency of the industry. You know, they, they kind of pay it forward. They give citations um, whose work they've leveraged. And, you know, so we're kind of coming at it from that angle, but we thought that in today's world with new technology, there's a lot of things that we could improve. So we founded Artifacts to try to do a couple of... And, and how long has the company been around now? Uh, we were officially incorporated in November of 2017, and we had been working, uh, you know, designing and thinking and kind of structuring, you know, a good chunk of time before that. But we uh, officially, you know, kind of jumped in and then started developing product and put up a website and, uh, you know, got ourselves funded. And uh, and uh, we did launch our first product on March 19th, actually, at the Population Health Colloquium in Philadelphia. So that was a, that was a day for us. Oh, well, congrats on that. And, and uh, can you maybe tell us a little bit about the product itself? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, let me, you know, just back up just a little bit because it might help. You know, some of those macro problems that I talked about, um, you know, we we come at it from the perspective of that a lot of those challenges often emanate from the constraining nature of the current publishing cycle. So researchers start a process of research and they start to build artifacts, you know, artifacts of research is kind of how we got our name. We decided we'd start calling it artifacts. But, you know, they build all these pieces of work, doing research, observations, posters, presentations, you know, et cetera. And then, you know, ultimately they start to, you know, narrow that down to get to a published article. And what happens along the way is a lot of good work kind of gets lost into dark knowledge because the industry focuses so much on just a published article. We want to, at some level, shift the lens from it's only the published article that matters to it's everything that is good in a research project that matters. So we're really trying to liberate a lot of that knowledge, give researchers an incentive to share their in-process work um, because we can make it easy, safe, and beneficial to do so, um, and then thereby they can build their reputations in real time, and we can build a much better knowledge base of all of these pieces of research work linked and indexed and findable 
um, and do so, again, in real time instead of at the end of a long publishing cycle. So um, the product that we launched is a, a collaborative platform um, that's, uh, that was designed specifically for research. Um, many people in your audience may know uh, the Center for Open Science, and they've got a platform called OSF. I mean, we worked with uh, uh, COS, Center for Open Science, in terms of, you know, how could we use that? Could we use it? And it's an open source platform. So uh, they were, you know, they were great to work with and helped us uh, kind of set up a version of that. And then we started developing on top of that with a lot of different uh, capabilities and uh, functionality, uh, you know, kind of that's, you know, in line with our vision. And so the platform we launched then, uh, free, it's available. Uh, you could go to artifacts.ai and then hit the go to system button and you'll go right into the system where uh, researchers can set up a project, manage collaborators, set up file structures, link a lot of um, workflow tools that they may already be using, you know, uh, like Mendeley or Zotero um, or Google Drive, for example. Uh, but then importantly, we've made it easy to uh, establish provenance for their work so they can very easily with a click or two um, establish a proof of existence uh, of any file and post that on the distributed ledger, so timestamp with a hash. Um, and then they can also um, cite, uh, provide citations or attributions to other researchers for other work, and that also posts under the distributed ledger and then is uh, able to be counted real time. Um, so that was the, the quick uh, kind of high-level version of the platform. And, okay. and, and uh, so it sounds like a lot of it is about making sure that the surrounding knowledge that help to make these published pieces don't get lost in the cracks. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and so by being able to kind of prospectively um, establish these linkages and make uh, the other good work that, you know, builds up to a published article available, what you get is, well, comprehensive and prospective indexing. All of these various artifacts are linked and searchable. You can have, you know, a proof of origin or, uh, or, you know, established and immediately put on the uh, on the distributed ledger, and then manageable by the the creator. And then the attributions or citations; those can happen at any point in time across the research process, um, and then that provides just much more timely recognition uh, and the building of reputation. It also does create a better data set or kind of fact-based people to uh, ultimately assess scholarly contribution. Because right now, you, your scholarly contribution is really, uh, to a large extent, kind of measured and then assessed through citations that cycle through one of the commercial indexes, you know, WebAssign or Scopus. And, you know, those happen m multiple years after the fact in a process that is, you know, retrospectively making some of these linkages. And, you know, so it's error-prone, it's subject to breaks, and then it's just very slow. And so, you know, I think we come at this in the perspective of, look, in today's technology, you know, there's no reason for that, you know, kind of lag time. There's no reason for that process. You know, these things ought to be able to happen concurrently with research. And we ought to ultimately speed research up because now there's more things that can be found. Collaborators can be identified or found. And then, you know, you can, you can build this cycle of iteration, uh, you know, much faster. Uh, and and having the, the, the scholarly attribution process accelerated like that, what kind of effects would that have for the particular researchers? Well, just as an example, if you are a young researcher and you're, you know, you're on one of your first research projects, and, you know, that takes you however long it might take. It might take you a year, it might take you 18 months or two years to do your research. 
Um, and then you've got to then submit it through a, a cycle to get it, you know, to submit it to a publisher and see if you can get it published. And then what typically happens is that process could take, well, it could take six to 18 months in itself, kind of depending. It's a, sometimes a little discipline specific, but, you know, it gets submitted and then if it gets accepted, then there's usually, you know, there's usually some revisions before it gets accepted. Uh, and then, you know, it goes through a peer review process and sometimes there's some revisions there and then um, ultimately it gets published. So you could be, you know, anywhere from, you know, whatever the case, 18 to 36 months in a process there. So now you're a young researcher, you've worked for two to three years, but you still have no citations. Um, you, If you get published um, and you get published in a journal that gets picked up by one of the indexers and, you know, the, those indexers cover roughly 20% of the journals that are out there. So you have to be in one of those journals uh, in order to be indexed. Um, then somebody else, uh, you know, in your field or an interdisciplinary project could pick up your research, see it, use it, and cite it. But then they've got to go through their own publishing cycle. So then that, that you know, that research has to be completed, accepted, and published and indexed. So you're two full publishing cycles before you might get a citation. So think about that as a young researcher. You've been, you know, you've been cranking away for three or four or five years and you still you still have no formal recognition for the work you've been doing. You know, to us that just makes no sense. Um, if in the artifact system, you know, you start your research and you could start making, you know, you could make your grant proposal public. You could then put your protocols out. You could put your research design. You could put early data sets. You could, um, you know, you could put observations or images or whatever. And if you know, if other people in your field or others, you know then can find that because you've made it public and we're indexing it, you know, in real time um, so that it, you know, becomes findable uh, very quickly. Then, you know, then they pick that up and they use it in their project. They can, they can process a, an attribution for that right then. So then what happens? You get notified that, hey, I, I just got a citation from, uh, you know, a project over in Australia. Well, okay, so that's great. You, one, you just, you just got validation that something that you did was good. But you also now just found out about some people in real time who have been or doing a similar thing. So, okay, now you might reach out to them. Uh, you might be able to find something to collaborate on. You might be able to iterate faster. But then also other people might find some of the other stuff you do. So by the time it comes to submitting a manuscript, you may have already built, you know, a, a reasonable uh, profile of people having already found your good work um, leveraged it in their pro in their projects, and then also provided you attribution. So it shows that along the way, you know, you're building you're building a good reputation because you're doing good work, and other people are recognizing it. So, you know, that for for an individual researcher, uh, you know, there's a lot to be gained uh, by by being on a more prospective and real time system. Okay, and and as a young researcher, let's say I'm a young researcher coming to Artifacts. How do I get started in using it? Well, so you could just go to artifacts.ai and hit go to system, and then you would register and you could use your ORCID ID if you have one, um, or you could just, uh, you know, provide an email. Um, and then uh, you name a project, you start setting it up, you add your collaborators, you invite them to the project. You could build um, various components uh, into that project and, and, you know, a file structure for places you know, to, you know, to put some of the work and, you know, provide a little detail in the wiki. 
Uh, and, you know, then as you are managing those collaborators, you're also, you know, giving them the, you know, the various rights, depending on what they do. You're defining their roles, giving a little more descriptive uh, kind of metadata towards who these contributors are and what role they're playing and where. And, you know, that also helps uh, in this kind of indexing, searching, and finding because then if you're, you know, if you have set up a project like that and somebody else is searching for somebody who did the software, for example, or they did the, you know, the data curation or whatever, then you can more easily find the other people who have done something like that because we've provided the ability to, you know, add a little more descriptive nature. And then also, uh, similarly, um, on the citation side, um, current citations are very binary. You either got one or you didn't get one. Um, uh, uh, but here we're adding a little more dimensionality. So that you can, you know, they could be a little more descriptive of, you know, was it an affirming citation? Was it a dissenting citation? Uh, you know, was it for software? Was it for data? You know, adding a little more, you know, kind of uh, just metadata and, you know, descriptive nature to help people narrow down exactly what they're looking for. But, you know, then again, as a researcher coming in, you then, you know, you continue to manage your uh, collaborators, your file structures, um, and, you know, then you can do the proof of existence on anything at any time so that you can establish provenance, make those hashes and post that to the distributed ledger. You know, again, giving you a timestamp of the work that you and your team are doing. Um, but then, uh, you know, very easily, whether you're using Mendeley or Zotero or ultimately EndNote or whatever tools they might be to, to manage other references, you can link those into the system very easily. Uh, similarly with uh, Google Drive, or uh, you know Amazon or Dropbox or you know most of the storage things GitHub etc. Um, and, and then you know manage your various outputs in that way, but you know very easily establish your proof of existence and your provenance, and then and then share whenever you feel like sharing. You don't you know just by establishing a proof of existence, it doesn't mean it's public. You have to you know you have to say hey yeah I want to make this public so that other people can find it, but that's uh, fairly intuitively and easily done on the platform. Okay, and, and during the period that it took to put together the product itself and the company, what are some of the challenges that you and your team have had to overcome to get to this point? Well, look, we're still early, so I'd say there are there are more there are more challenges than there are successes to date. I mean, we we <laughs> feel good that we've got a product launched and um, we're out there inter- interacting um, with uh, researchers and the community and. Um, you know, and we've uh, we've been uh, had we've had a very good time in several of the conferences. Uh, you know, speaking and educating and talking about this. And you know, this is a the, the one of the largest challenges. This is a, a platform and an approach and a vision that requires network effect. So we we have to get enough researchers um, to kind of buy into our vision, um, you know, buy into the concept of hey, it's better to share than to hold. Um, hey, I get that a more comprehensive reputational profile is better than the current system, and so you know that's the you know that's really the big hurdle is you know we got to uh, get a couple sparks just in terms of uh, you know building that usage. So what we've you know a lot of what we've been doing is um, you know establishing some early partnerships that you know can help uh, build a little credibility, help get the name out a little bit, um, and. You know, of course, you know, on this on the various social platforms, um, you know, uh, engaging as much as possible with you know the various communities to kind of build the name. We've done 
Um, we've done a couple very uh, interesting and early uh, partnerships. So Blockchain and Healthcare Today is a journal um, that's going to be using the Artifacts platform um, with their um, authors and researchers. Um, uh, telehealth and Medicine Today, uh, same thing. Um, so those uh, authors and, and people associated with you know the, the publishing process in those journals will be using the Artifacts platform, and then we'll be you know, we've got a working group set up to you know kind of study the differences between the various uh, processes, pluses and minuses, and then also help shape and guide some of the priorities on the development of the platform. Um, we uh, are a founding member of the International Society of Blockchain for Science. Uh, we did that a couple weeks ago with. Um, you know, a, lot, a larger group we met uh, in Vienna and in Switzerland uh, uh, several weeks ago, and then we're also um, we're also a member of the Sovereign uh, Trust Network. Um, Sovereign is a self-sovereign identity protocol that's blockchain-based, and as you might uh, as you might imagine, um, their identity is a you know is a real big uh, an important issue as it relates to researchers, just making sure you know who's who and you disambiguate. And um, Dave Kachalko, who's one of our founding team members, um, he was a, a co-founder of Orchid. Um, and and so, you know, we uh, will be speaking more with uh, Orchid in terms of how to deploy the great success that they've had with Orchid and, you know, and then maybe uh, augment that with, you know, some some more very specific identity management solutions that uh, we think are possible with uh, the Sovereign Protocol. And so during the course of developing the, the product and developing artifacts, was were there any ever any ideas for features of it where that maybe made you say, well, that might be a little bit too much for right now, or maybe in a later version, it might just be too soon to do it? Well, yeah, I mean, look, we've got we've got a long list of things we'd love to do um, that we, you know, we just, you know, they have to kind of get in a staging line. So we've got a big ba- we've got a big backlog of stuff we want to do. We are um, we're working aggressively on a couple key priorities. One is I mentioned the, you know, you know, making it easy and going to where the researchers are in terms of the workflow tools that they have. So one of our key priorities, working on those integrations, those API hooks or those, um, you know, uh, Chrome add-ons or, you know, other uh, other ways for us to widgets and other ways for us to plug into some of the tools that are out there, whether that's Google, Google Docs or whether it's, uh, you know, some of the, you know, kind of middleware players, um, you know, uh, that, you know, might be, you know, coming from some of the other software providers. Um, we want to we want to be able to uh, you know hook in there and just make it very easy for a researcher to say, oh hey, I want to do a proof of attribution uh, or provide an attribution to this uh, paper that I just found. Uh, let me here, here's the you know here's the artifacts widget. Let me just uh, cycle that here real quick and then you know it kind of goes. Or oh I just uh, you know I just wrote uh, I just wrote a couple pages of uh, an interesting white paper. And I want to do a proof of existence on that, you know. And I, I mean, Google Docs, boom, um, you know, that just goes. I'm, you know, so that's an important uh, priority for us. Um, and then, you know, on the, you know, on the other elements of the platform that we uh, will also be spending a lot of time developing, and again, we're working aggressively right now, is is building out more robust, um, you know, kind of analytics and you know, data display functionality for, you know, the depth of the the attributions that we will be 
you know, ultimately getting as the network grows so that somebody can very easily look and say, oh, look, I just, you know, here's here's all my data set, uh, my data set citations, here's uh, posters or conference proceedings or, uh, you know, PowerPoint presentations, you know, that people have found providing me attribution for so that I can, you know, really dig in and see, um, you know, what other people are looking at, what's, you know, what's been successful, um, who I might be able to collaborate with, and then also get a better understanding of my overall scholarly contribution. Okay, and as far as the company itself, what does the roadmap look like the next 12 to 24 months for you guys? Well, uh, great question. I mean, we are... Uh, We've got to go do a round of fundraising, so we're going to get going on that next month. Um, and then uh, we've got to grow the team a little bit so that we can go uh, accomplish all uh, much of what I just uh, told you and and a fair bit more. I am, you know, get uh, you know get a little bit more uh, not only on the product development side, but you know, a little product management uh, and uh, probably a healthy dose of uh, marketing resource you know, to help us really drive that network growth. Um, and then, you know, then we'll continue to be developing partnerships. So looking, you know, for, had a lot of great conversations with publishers, uh, with uh, universities, you know, with, again, some of these, uh, you know, uh, service providers or software as a service providers that uh, that play the ecosystem, um, and uh, also funders. Uh, and so, you know, there's a, you know, I don't know, it's a, it, it, it's a varied landscape that we've got to go after uh, to, you know, kind of help shift this lens again from just the published article to, you know, everything else that kind of builds up to it is relevant. And so in, in terms of, I guess, any final thoughts for our listeners, what's the, the big reasons that they should come to Artifacts and make use of the platform? Well, uh, the big reasons are come, um, share your work easily, safely, and beneficially. Uh, build your reputation in real time, find collaborators, speed research. Um, you know, those are the, you know, those are the big three. And, you know, we, you know, we, we, we hope that the community responds, the people we've been talking to and the ones who've been on there uh, so far seems to respond and seems to be positive. And so we hope that continues. Okay, great. And, and, What's the best method of contact to get in touch with you guys and the company and find out more about how to get involved? Well, uh, our website at uh, artifacts.ai, uh, that's a great place to start. Um, at any time, um, you know, from the website or even from the platform, if you go in there, you can um, send us feedback. You can hit us uh, anytime at info at artifacts.ai. That, that comes into my email, my uh, email address, so uh, I see those. And respond to them, um, and then uh, we're oh, we love to hear the feedback. We love to hear you know if somebody finds something that, that needs to be fixed, we're right on top of that. Or other ideas or priorities that we ought to consider, we uh, we love hearing the feedback. Okay, great. Well, I, I just want to thank you, Courtney, for coming on to the podcast and telling us about artifacts and giving us all this great information and and just giving up of your time. Yeah, pleasure. Uh, we're, you know, we're happy to talk about artifacts all the time. So thanks for giving us the chance to do it. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.